Welcome to the Giving a Purpose podcast. We talk, you listen. Streaming to the world and beyond, we will talk about all aspects of life. We will host a variety of guests where each week we will educate, motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Let's get started with your host, Mr. L.A. Welcome to the Giving a Purpose podcast where we bridge the highs, the lows, the lessons learned through life's journey and filling in the gap. Now, you already know, man, it's a new week, new opportunities, new energy. I need you guys to stay focused. We are in the fourth quarter of the year. So I need you to stay with that good energy. Listen, it's better the ending of a thing than it's beginning. Now, I know I've said this many, many times, but I promise you, this is it right here. I have a special guest with me today. Now, not only is he he important in, in another world, but this guy is actually my friend. Okay. So it's actually somebody that I know that I respect and that I appreciate. We are high school classmates, man. He is just an awesome guy. I'm not going to make this, I'm not going to make you guys wait any longer, man. I have council member Robert White with us today, man. Welcome, councilman. Jock, I appreciate you having me, man. I'm glad to, glad to be here after watching. It's, it's an honor to be here with you. Listen, man, I, first of all, let, 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 I can just be, you know, cool with you. I, I really appreciate it. I know I've been saying this 50 million times. You are such a busy person. You could be doing 50 million things. I know you are doing those things, but you took the time out to, to kind of talk with me today, man. And I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. I, one, I respect what you do a great deal. Two, uh, you, 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 you got to support the people that support you. And my first day at Carroll, they, they saw you. They were like, Jacques responsible. Jacques, you, you're, Robert's your responsibility today. So I'm like starting like my junior year, three weeks into the school year. You were the one who showed me around, showed me the ropes. So I appreciate it, brother. Listen. That's what we do. If you guys don't know, Carol is a special place. And it, it was it was rooted in family because your brother was already there doing his thing. He's singing, doing all his thing back in the day. Um, so already had a rapport with the family, man. It was great, man, that you got you. Um, you came on over and did your thing. Now, real quick, tell the people that don't know about Robert White. Let them know who Robert White is first. Yeah. Uh, most importantly, I'm a husband and father. I'm a fifth generation uh, Washingtonian, Archbishop Carroll graduate. Yes, sir. Uh, and these days, I'm an at-large council member, and I'm the next mayor of Washington, D.C. I'm running to be mayor uh, right now. Oh, whew, man, you, listen, you didn't got right into it. So um, definitely, I want you guys to just kind of listen to what's going on. Like I said, I, I bring great and positive people on here, and Robert is definitely one of those people. So I don't know if you remember when we uh, opened the Jim Vance Media Center over at Carroll and you came in and I was like, listen, hey, Robert, when, when you run for mayor, let me know because I'm, I'm ready, man. And it was just when I saw you announced, I was just like, wow, man, I, I, I knew you were the guy. So what will D.C. look like with you as mayor? Yeah. The DC is going to look, uh, it's going to look pretty different. All right. So one of the things like when we were growing up here, right in the, in the nineties, DC was a, a rough place, but we had like a lot of community and we had a lot of hope, you know? So we always kind of felt like we had better days ahead. And since that time, DC has gotten very wealthy, but sort of at the cost of so many people. Right. And so we become a wealthy city 
And, and I now believe that we can be a city that is both wealthy and just. And so I pull from my Carol days. My work, my life is driven by the concept of social justice. And mm-hmm. so D.C., with me as mayor, is going to look like a just city. That means that we care when black and brown kids are falling behind in our schools. It means we care about displacement, about homeless people being pushed around, about corruption in our government. Just the expectation, what we expect of our city, what we expect of our government will be vastly different because it will be centered on people. And that's the type of thing that just can't be lost. And and I think that's why we have so many issues right now. It's such a loss of hope, you know, and the threads of of our our city start to fray when people feel abandoned and overlooked. And and that's something we can fix. I think people are ready to fix it, but we need leadership that's really going to push us in that direction. Man. Listen, man, that that sounds awesome. So I I just just to kind of not to backtrack, but as a kid growing up, did you ever see yourself doing stuff like this, running for mayor or, you know, when you were talking about the nights, did you ever think of yourself at this point in your life? I I didn't. um, But, you know, I grew grew up like you did. We grew up in the Marion Barry era. Right. And so I would always hear my dad, you know, talk about Marion Barry. And so it gave me this appreciation for what elected officials could do if they were focused on the people. And like I I grew up in a regular family. We didn't have anything. We weren't missing anything, but we didn't have anything extra. Right. Um, And, you know, and I just I felt like there weren't folks really looking out for for people like us. And then the older I got, the more I felt like people weren't looking out for people like uh, my family. And it it was when I was at Carroll that I got an interest in uh, elective office. But, you know, as, you know, years later, the first uh, college graduate in my family, like I didn't see a path to it. So, you know, I thought when I was in high school, man, I, I really would love to do some incredible things as an elected official. But I didn't know anybody who did it. I didn't know a path there. So I just went about my journey of being a lawyer and God intervened, uh, frankly, in my life and in my work and, and put me in this path. And so I try to live with, with real purpose and try to make sure that my work makes a difference to people. Man. OK, listen, so I, I, I guess my next question would be because I speak it into existence. Once you are mayor, what's what is the what is it like one of the first things that you would kind of implement or or add to? I don't, you know, I don't want to say good or bad is going on in the city, but just like, what is that big impact thing that you would, you would implement? Uh, a lot of things, but the first thing we do is, is really re- restoring hope and faith, right? So if, if people in our city believe that government is uh, prioritizing them and is really wanting to help people get a better life, they're going to dig into this thing more. So when, when we see what happens when lose faith and, and lose hope that things are going to get better. The, the main thing I need to do is restore hope because that gives us a foundation that we can build on. Now, fixing the systems of government so that it's responsive, so that it's ethical, that, that's something that I'm absolutely going to do. Turning sort of the focus of our city from a city that is solely focused on sort of making money and attracting new people to a city that is focused on protecting and helping the people who are here that's something I'm going to do. Making sure our economy is stronger so that people can actually like participate. Oh, you see all these cranes across the city, but people are wondering like, where's my opportunity to improve? I can't afford to live in the city anymore. That's something that I'm going to fix as well. All of that though is built on hope and faith in our government. 
Got you. Listen, I don't want to make this totally, totally, you know, political type thing because I want people to know the person that I know. And so yeah. what what can I if, if I can ask you this question, what, what are your what are your daughters saying about you? About yeah. this? What do they think of you? Are, are you just that regular guy or are they thinking like dad is actually, you know, doing something? You know, everybody's going to see him in the city. They, so they, 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 these kids are smart, right? My <laughs> oldest daughter, Madison, is five. My youngest, uh, Monroe, is two and a half. And when I was running for re-election two years ago, you know, my, my Madison was about three and a half. And she said, Daddy, all these signs with your face on it, you know, what, what is this for? I said, look, baby, your, your daddy fights for justice. And that's what we do as a family. And so she's come to understand my job as one where I fight for justice. And that's something that we do as a family. Now she's starting to have a better understanding of what it is I do. So I'm taking her to school one day. She was mad that I wasn't driving. I said, sweetheart, there's a car in front of me. What do you want me to do? She said, aren't you the council member? <laughs> Everything. And this Sunday I'm giving her a bath and she said, daddy, when you're mayor, does that mean that, um, I, I will get ice cream whenever I want, you know, because you're the mayor. I can have all the ice cream I want. I'm like, that's not exactly how it works. But, but she probably, you know, they both sort of understand the purpose of the work. Even if they still believe I can just move cars out of the way or get them ice cream whenever they want. They understand the purpose of the work is to make sure that sort of everybody feels like they have a just existence. Man, that that is just awesome to hear. Like, those are the things that me, you know, like to hear about a person. You know, we can... I'm not here to get into policy and just different things like that, but knowing the real person. And I want people to, like I said, to know the person that I know that I, I graduated with and knowing that he is still that great person. Um, uh, also, one last thing, because I, like I said, I know you are a busy man. What is one thing you want people to know um, about you running for mayor, about Robert or whatever you want to add? Just one last thing you want them to know about you. Uh, last thing is, is that I'm, I'm a one, I'm, I'm, I'm a regular guy and I, I never want that to, to change. Right. But the most important thing to know about me is, is my failures. And so, you know, as, as you know, like when I got to Carol, I had struggled previously and I started to excel at, at, at Carol, but you know, I didn't get into the first law college that I wanted to, I didn't get into the first law school I wanted to, I didn't win the first time that I ran for election. But every single one of those things sort of made me smarter, made me stronger uh, and increased my faith in God. And so what I always encourage people, particularly young people, is never let your failures cause you to give up. You've only failed when you give up. Your failures make you stronger as long as you keep getting up. So that's the most important thing to, to know about me is that the, my, my story is defined more by my failures than my successes. Man, that, that, that is definitely awesome. So I know that said it was the last thing, but you know, anytime, you know, there's an opportunity and I just want other people to have that opportunity as well. I want you to let them know. And at the end, I'll also post it when this post, let people know um, how they can help either, you know, with the campaign financially, how everything. So how can we help the Robert White campaign? Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Check out our work. So, you know, follow me on social media. It's, uh, uh, Robert White underscore DC. Uh, my website is Robert for DC, F O R DC. And uh, you can email me at Robert at Robert for DC.com. My hope is that if you look at the work that we are doing, 
making D.C. the first jurisdiction in the country to restore voting rights to all incarcerated people, creating housing programs. If you look at the work we're doing and you believe that that's the type of uh, change you want to see in D.C., get involved with us because everything happens from community. That's how we build momentum. That's how we build cascades. And so, you know, it's not about the work that I'm doing. It's about the work that we do together. So please do check out the work we're doing and reach out to to support because I would love to have as many people as possible in the team. This is a grassroots people power campaign. Definitely, man. Councilman, I appreciate you so much, man, for taking time out of your day. I I, I know you <laughs> are very, very busy and th- a lot of things are going on. Best wishes to your family. Um, if I don't see you before then, man, you have a good uh, Christmas season. Um, and to you and your family as well, tell them I said hello. And thank you once again for coming out. Absolutely. I appreciate you, brother. Happy holiday season and keep being great, man. All right. So you guys already know, man, what I need you to do that's most important. Make sure you live on purpose and make sure you live in purpose. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. You've been listening to the Giving a Purpose podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or Google Play to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.